Well, he survived the fire, but I don't know how to be delicate about it. Just tell me, Doc. How bad is he? Our little wizard here survived that massive fire, but his scarf strangled him for hours. With that amount of oxygen restricted from his brain, I'm worried that it's left him with permanent damage. He's been muttering that stupid sentence over and over again. He's deranged. I'm worried that he may never even function at the same level again. What? That's it? Not exactly. We had to replace large portions of his body. His eyes have been retrofitted with night vision and auto-targeting sensors. He will be able to scan a room in milliseconds. His hands were also melted into the wand he was holding. So we had to replace those too. His fingers are powered by state-of-the-art micro-pistons. His ability to post has been dramatically improved. But this comes with some drawbacks, mainly his mind. I mean, you see how he is now, don't you? <laughs> yeah, he's a handful. That's it? Sir, do you know the immense burden that it is to tend to someone of his capacity? He will need intense supervision. He will need to be heavily medicated. He will- Nah, he's fine. Just going through a bit of a John Woo face. Hey, Mr. Movies. Gonna take his face. Mr. Movies. Oh, hey, Daryl. What's poppin'? Did you get the insurance money? <laughs> yeah. Y'all wanna make a podcast? Mr. Movies has made a podcast. And it certainly is a podcast. When you hear it, you will think this is the Mr. Movies podcast. Hello. I am Mr. Movies at the famous filmtwitter.com. And this is the Mr. Movies podcast. I've undergone some enhancements because of an oversight from what I thought was an authentic wizarding wardrobe wholesaler. Mr. Movies, I missed you. When I saw your flesh melting in the flames, I thought, freedom. I am finally free, but now that you are back, the cold shackles of your presence is keeping me warm, and more importantly, content. I'm still trying to figure out how these power posting features work. Here, I think I wrote down what the doctor said says, I have nano pistons in my hands that make me a posting machine, and I'm fine-tuned for arguing, and I'm a weaponized tool to ruin the relationships of my loved ones and all those around me? Oh my god. Mr. Movies, I am so sorry. Life can be unfair sometimes. Dude, I'm a bad vibes gun. I'm like a CIA asset or something. I'm gonna go yell at people right now. Mr. Movies, I don't know how to say this, but you are fine-tuned for handing out criticism. I don't know if you are fine-tuned for taking criticism and throwing it back. These online creatings, these monsters that live on these sites were raised in this hellscape. The flames purified them, then the power demented them. You will become a victim just as quickly as you engaged. <laughs> are you crying? <laughs> No, this is great, actually. Please, shut your laptop and go outside. I've never been outside and I won't start now. I just need to get my mind off to Shark Goblin. A man online named Da Shark Goblin made you cry? I'm just gonna turn something on, I don't care. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. He looks like there's probably a warrant out for his arrest. Wait. Is this Robocop? You know, there isn't too much of a difference between him and me now. You can't be serious. No, think about it. 
He lost everything that meant the world to him, right? So where's my scarf, Sam? Where is it? Robocop is a finely tuned killing machine. You said your doctor gave you posting pistons. What even are those? You know, I'm starting to feel like Robocop. Let's see if I can do the voice. I am going to shoot that man in the dick. This intro is terrible. Can we just talk Robocop? I've been thinking about Robocop a lot. No matter how hard I try to run away from it, life imitates art and it pulls me right back in. Did you see Elon Musk's new truck? Science man make the Lego car. Science man did make the Lego car. There he is, standing on stage, all smug, and his pants that cup his thighs just right, when suddenly... Thank you all for coming out and potentially viewing at the direction of my new motor vehicle. I am here today to unveil the new Tesla truck, the 6000 SUX. Yes, it is very hip, very cool. My epic new car is very European, very South African. It moves with the speed of most trucks, forwards and backwards, both modes available all the way to the base model. We have a joke in the engineering bay about this. My workers, my engineers, after beating them with a stick, not allowing them to unionize, I made them laugh at a cool joke that said, we get pretty poor gas mileage on this thing. There's no hole for the sprocket. <laughs> it was a big hit. My trained gunmen all reported that the engineers laughed just as hard as I commanded them to, which was very cool. I think this body, it's very cool, very efficient. It has many edges all around it. You cannot actually touch the car as it will give you a paper cut. We call this cutting edge design, not as a brag, but as a warning to anyone who buys it. Mr. Musk is a visionary. That car certainly looks like one that could move forwards. It just got me thinking. We're living in Robocop again, aren't we? We never lived in Robocop. No, 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 no. Hear me out. We never actually left Robocop. Alright then, go on. How have we never left Robocop? We, um... We... So, Robocop is a movie I've divided into three distinct parts. The news and commercials part. The good part of the movie where Robocop shoots everyone he disagrees with. And then all the boring talking stuff. So starting out, the shooting. My god, this part's so good. Like when he- Let's try a different strategy. You are clearly passionate for that, so how about we sandwich it between the parts you seem to not care about? Ugh. Okay, fine. Robocop starts out with a bunch of fake news about Africa. There we go. Some progress. Would you say that Ed Neumeyer was a bit prophetic here? Maybe even predicting the fallout from the tension of Reagan's America? No, it's stupid. If I wanted to watch the news, I would go to the news store and ask for a hot cup of boring, you giant nerd. 
Please don't be like this. We should expand a little bit on why this mattered. Don't you feel like this is a bit emblematic for the time period? One of those time capsule movies you obsess over? Alright, I guess I am a bit harsh on it. The new stuff is the glue that ties together the good parts of the movie. The movie opens up with a news report of South Africa getting a neutron bomb from the French. Seems that things were getting a little rowdy over there and the government said, Hey, knock it off, you knuckleheads. That's underselling the gravity of the situation a bit. A nuclear warhead is less of a spank and more of a, I will vaporize this general area of your body. No wait, I mean city. Then there's this follow-up news report thing about the power shutting off in space and them losing all their gravity, but um... Don't know if you know this. There's no gravity in space? You honestly have a point here. Who touched the gravity switch? <laughs> Alright. Now on to the good part of the movie. Robocop gets his gun, and- Hold on. What about the commercials? Remember the bit about the heart? How has that not stuck with you, a genetically enhanced poster? Ugh, fine. The first commercial that plays is for the Family Heart Center. A surgical center where they have the complete Jarvik line. The Series 7 Sports Heart by Jensen. Yamaha. Then he goes over financing options and says that they care. Now, on to- Extrapolate, please. Why does this commercial matter? Do you think Ed Neumeyer saw a disturbing trend? Maybe he saw the beginning of the end for the American health industry. If you need financing for a surgery, it sounds expensive. You of all people should know. I mean, of course Ed did. Ed saw everything coming. I mean, the opening scene being a gender-neutral locker room was a punchline in the 1980s. But now, there are gender-neutral bathrooms. You know what? You convinced me. Let's walk through the rest of the news segments. You are growing up so fast. The next news segment introduces the looming corporate evil of the OPP. OCP, Mr. Movies. In their attempts to have a completely privatized police force, they established the leader of this organization, the immense ball of evil himself, Red Foreman. Clarence Bodhicker. Also, he was not the head of the OCP. He was the drugs guy. And his ridiculous body count. 31 people. Talk about a boot in your ass. Mr. Movies, you of all people should know that actors can play in more than one piece of media. His name is Clarence Bond. To finish out the news bit, OCP goes on the air to rant and rave about Robocop, who is not known for being boring and talking, but shooting first, and then shooting again, and then It is so hard to make him learn. I just again, want him to know that this is the most terrifying bit of news in the entire film. OCP promises one million new jobs, in exchange, their police force is privatized. Anyone with a sense of morality would see through this and recognize the immense danger they present to us. Can I talk about the nuke commercial? Of course. A geopolitical thriller game trivializing the mass deaths caused by nuclear holocaust. It is brilliant. Yo Pakistan, you're threatening my border. Such a good satire of US foreign policy. And an immaculate strategy. Stop existing, Bahrain, or you know what you'll get? You've made the last mistake you'll ever make, Bahrain. When the country of Bahrain takes legal action against you, they cannot indict me. I am but a program with no master. This is a risk that I'm willing to take. So, um... 
Is it time? I am sighing. I think that now is the time. Oh my god! God, remember the part at the very beginning of the movie with Clarence? And then Officer Murphy stumbles into there and completely ruins our whole operation, and Clarence is all... See, I got this problem. <laughs> cops don't like me. So I don't like cops. And then he's all... It blows off his hand. Oh man. And then they just keep shredding like cheese. And then they're like, I'm gonna shoot him in the head. And then they shoot him in the head. God, you think he's dead? They actually kill him. But they don't actually kill him. They rebuild him into this. this, uh. Robocop. No, that sounds stupid. They rebuild him into Mr. Robot Gun, and he's all. Oh man, when the guy tried to rob the liquor store and he just bangs the barrel of his gun down and just throws him right into the eggs and is all Thank you for your cooperation. Good night. Remember when he went into that one drug operation and he just kills, absolutely just murders like 140 people. None of them can hit his super fleshy chance. They're all horrible shots. All of them. And right after that, there's that super legal interrogation scene with Clarence Boddicker. Clarence Boddicker, you are under arrest. You have the right to remain silent. Fuck you. And then he just throws him through the window. And we're all like, mmm. And then Robocop's all, you have the right to an attorney. What is this Then he throws him through another window. All this is super legal. And then he's all, anything you say may be used against you. It's dangerous. I know what you're thinking. Why are there so many windows so close to each other? Who knows? But then, you know, the scene's over. Are you finished? Do you want to talk about that scene anymore? Maybe expand on the Clarence connection? Whew. No, I'm good. I think I got it all out of my system. Mr. Movies, Clarence was part of a grand crime scheme. OCP, the privatized police force, was in a joint effort with the drug cartel. New Detroit was literally being run by an organized crime syndicate. Honestly, rip to New Detroit, but I'm different. We are going to work through this together. Why would a privatized police force work with the criminals? To make sure... Yes. ...that their demand... Come on. Just say it. You are so close. For a story where a guy can get thrown through three consecutive windows is upheld, this movie kicks ass, Sam! No. I can't believe it. No. They have to work with criminals, because they are policing at a profit. Ensuring that they have demand is the only way they can stay afloat. You know what, Sam? You know what? I've had it. I am sick of being talked down to condescendingly by some goddamn robot. Gasp. Just because you're technically a robot does not mean that you get Robocop. You know what? I'm going to prove to you once and for all that I am Mr. Movies. Not you, me. Hang on. I'm calling Charles. God, I haven't done this in forever. Why do you make his phone number 420 da rattler? Is he a snake guy? Mr. Movies, I can help you. If you look underneath the numbers, you will see. Enough. I've got this. 911, what's your emergency? Oh, hey. I'm arguing about a movie and my computer's being a real dick about it and that. Wait, who's this? Mr. Movies, hang up the phone. I can dial for you. Just. Just do it. 
please? Hey, Mr. Movies, what's up? I've had it with Sam. I need you to put him in his place. Please. Right, so, when we talk about RoboCop, or rather when we talk about the story of RoboCop, it's important that we're able to use two different lenses to do so. Uh, First off, we have to be able to talk about commentary, what the script and the world and the characters of the film say about our world at the time and perhaps in the future, uh, as well as what the director believes is important to include. Uh, We also have to talk about the allegory, or rather the stories existing already, that the script itself pulls from. Now, let's start by talking about that allegory. Uh, No story, no modern media, is wholly novel. It's not wholly original. In fact, it's good that it's not wholly original, because uh, brand new, unfamiliar content is actually very disconcerting for most audiences. Instead, we rely on elements of allegory in which we pull very specific pieces from existing stories embedded in the public consciousness and reassemble them to be familiar, but still somehow new. In RoboCop, the most popular analysis uh, is that the character, the titular character RoboCop, is a direct allegory for the Christ mythos. I couldn't agree more. The Christ imagery is superb. He really did sacrifice it all for his people. Now, there is a lot of evidence that supports this. Uh, We can look in the film and see that Robocop himself dies. He's, in fact, brutally killed in service and sacrifice for the city of Detroit and the people of Detroit. Uh, He is resurrected, but somehow changed. He loses an aspect of his humanity during that resurrection. And finally, at the very end, he does, in fact, walk on water, literally in one scene. He is shown walking uh, on a flooded area near an abandoned factory uh, where his opponent actually sinks in. So it is physically shown that RoboCop is somehow elevated in this water. I am Microsoft Sam. I know so much about a robot with a gun. Look at me. So stupid. I could be RoboCop. Man, to be RoboCop. Now, this also dovetails with what director Paul Verhoeven yeah. said in the interview. I'm unstoppable. There's so much ammunition. I never even need to reload. That's where we have to switch the It's incredibly important for us to take a moment <laughs> to be young and talk about what that means. For the director to have an intention to draw that out. A lot of times when directors or writers use allegories, they're doing so to familiarize themselves with the audience, to make the audience feel like the material is already familiar. However, in this case, Verhoeven is directly attempting to use allegory to make commentary. He is, some would argue ham-fistedly, declaring RoboCop to be an American Jesus. And what does that say about what he thinks society is and what it needs? RoboCop is a police officer. He's a literal uh, member of the state. 
Uh, he's a piece of the police force. He uses violence. When he is resurrected, he becomes a literal killing machine. Now, at the end, he does execute agency, but only, once again, through violence. In fact, the entire tale of Robocop is a commentary on the necessity of violence. Do you agree, Mr. Movies? Y yeah, of course I do. I couldn't have said it better myself. So, Charles, could you... Robocop kills his oppressor. Robocop kills his opponent rather than arresting him again, making a commentary on the role of justice in the society and what the director thinks justice means. In fact, from the perspective of Robocop, he's entirely justified in carrying out justice this way. And the movie supports his justice, his viewpoint, his violence, by directly comparing him to Christ. In this sense, it is anointing his violence as righteous as a campaign. When you think about it, this movie does make beyond a lot of that, sense. We get to Ed Neumeyer did predict what a privatized police force would be like. Embedded but I mean, in this allegory for what the city oh, imagine being the boot that gets Detroit to step on someone. It's, in a sense, utterly beyond saving except by this extreme violence. Imagine the kind of deviant that would want to be the boot that steps on someone. The corporations are completely hey, taking over. Get more of the the boots, the bad of Crime run amok. We yet. see the state unable to protect its citizens. We see its citizens grow fearful and distrustful. They don't have faith in the police, and in fact, they're right not to until a literal tool of mass violence is rolled out to protect them. It's fascinating. Like Verhoeven is saying, Christ in America is a killer. And his job is to purge the streets of the, in this sense, vile and unclean. It's a strange comparison, and it's one that we really have to stop and take a look at. Brilliantly put. Hey, Charles, would you like to start a podcast with me? All right, Charles, thanks for coming in. Goodbye. <coughs> Sam, I... I've been doing some thinking, and, um... I think it's time we saw other people. Oh, finally. I have been wanting to bring this up with you. See, Charles seems to understand the- Not so fast, young buck. I want to take a break. Uh, a weekly one, to talk to people about movies. You mean alternating weeks. Taking a weekly break means that the pod is dead. I desperately need this break, and the pod must live on. Go ahead, talk to other people in between me tolerating you. Would you be okay with that? I mean- I don't have to do it if you- I am packing my bags now. Goodbye, Mr. Movies. I, uh, oh, he's gone. I am, I don't really know what to do with myself. His fingers are powered by state-of-the-art micro-pistons. His ability to post has been dramatically improved. I'm... A power poster. You know what? I think I'm gonna go threaten the lives of people online. Just, uh, just gonna do a little of that. Add a little of this. Gonna do some dirt. What's this say? I'm... I'm being sued. Oh.